Welcome in to the first in-season episode of the Mad Trash Collective. Uh, we are happy to be joined today by none other than uh, Riley Putman Metcalf. Uh, he is our distinguished guest of honor today after having an insane fantasy performance. More on that later, but uh, Metcalf, why don't you introduce yourself to the viewers? Y'all know me. Y'all know my name. And... Uh... As LeBron said after he won the Mickey Mouse Bubbles final, I want my damn respect, too. And that's what I'm doing here this <laughs> evening. So you already know what is going on. Uh, Jack, uh, any, 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 opening thoughts on, um, any opening thoughts on tonight's matchup on, on the weekend on, um, on Metcalf's just general essence? Uh, did a great job. Has a remnants of when I dropped a hundred burger on a, Adam's trash. You dropped ass. 178 on him. Yeah, dropped a dropped a plus 100 <laughs> on his uh, on his on his broke ass. Uh, so <laughs> today in the show, um, Metcalf will be joining us for the game recaps. We instead of going through the actual NFL games, we're going to go through each of the fantasy matchups this week, and we'll fit in some conversations about the games and the teams and the players in that. Um, and uh, I see no better way than to start it by talking about um, our guest's own matchup. Um, Metcalf faced off against uh, Telford, who, um, you know, he's he's definitely had a, had a sexy draft. I think everyone was excited about it. I think Telford was definitely the favorite to win this week. Telford tends to win the games he's supposed to, and Metcalf tends to drop the opener. Um and Metcalf, <laughs> that's this, one way to put it. That's one this, way to put it. This boy came out the gate and uh well I I mean you gotta kinda see it for yourself to believe it. But um you had you had Mahomes drop almost thirty-five, you had Swift drop twenty-five, Hilaire went for twenty-one, Jefferson went for thirty-five, um Hunt went for twenty-one. Uh really everyone showed up today and Metcalf, we gotta ask, how did you do it? Well, you know, it kind of was all just the perfect storm of everyone went off at the same time. I definitely don't think that will continue every single week, but I just think that I was just incredibly slept on. I mean, you guys ranked me 10th. The fantasy pros had me 11th. ESPN had me 11th. And, you know, look what happened when the lights turned on and they were bright. I mean, all I heard (laughs) was how much you guys love Telford's draft. And I mean, every pick he made Jack on the zoom was Oh, great pick. Love that pick. And, I mean, the boy didn't even score 90 this week. So, I could have had a mediocre week and still clocked him. So, I just, you know, I just don't really know who all could have been so wrong. But I guess it was everyone. Let me let me hop in here real quick. Yeah, so I, I gave you big props for I, – I said that you could have a top 
the number one QB running back and wide receiver. Where I needed some step up was this just PU bench. I mean, AJ Green, like Mike Day, ugh. Like, I like Alec Pierce. I had him on my team, but like, I don't know. I don't like Chubba. I guess we had similar. See, I I think we just fundamentally disagree on Chubba Hubbard because <laughs> I, I, think, I think I think you fundamentally disagree with the reality of Chubba Hubbard, who put up three <laughs> yards on one carry. Well, that's because McCaffrey was playing. I mean, I don't listen. I will admit that I reached very heavily on when I drafted him, but I always planned on finding the time to draft this guy because trouble oh, was your, one thing, was your if, guy this year. <laughs> if there's one thing that I expect about fantasy football, it's that McCaffrey will miss some serious time. So, uh, you know, I'm out here playing on some downfalls with that one, but that's fine. Then you also got the uh, former uh, backup to Christian McCaffrey, everyone's golden boy, Mike Davis. But... <laughs> Yeah, that was more of a uh, J.K. Dobbins was hurt and, and Gus Edwards is hurt kind of let's see what happens ad. But, uh, you know, we'll see going forward. Look, I you know, you, you mentioned in the last episode about my bench and how thin it is and you don't see a lot of potential there. And that may be true, but uh, ultimately you, you only play nine guys every week. And, you know, you have some buys and injuries, but ultimately I'm looking for the best nine. I don't really care if I have a bench full of guys scoring seven, you know, if they're not playing. Metcalf, I want you to re- break it down for us real quick because all three of your running backs exploded. And let's be real, you don't have any running backs beyond the guys who started. But all three of them do come with, uh, you know, they're not the workhorse in their backfield. You got, you got Hunt who got two touchdowns, but on 46 yards. And I, I know you said, you know, you expect him to be a touchdown vulture. That's kind of what you get. You got Hilaire, who, you know, last year and the year before has been very disappointing. He had, you know, a great first half. And then the Chiefs only played Pacheco during trash time. And then you had Swift, who had an amazing game. But, you know, imagine what he would have, what kind of game he would have had if Jamal Williams didn't take those two touchdowns. I want you to tell me, if any three of those situations worry you going forward, even after such great performances, if you know you feel like there's any of those guys you really just can't really count on to um, to help you win a game in any given week. Yeah, I mean, two of them worry me. The Swift one, I'm not worried about at all. Like I know Jamal gets some goal line touches, and that can be a little frustrating at times. But Swift is just such a he's just such a dog. Like I, I'm really not worried about. It. He's getting a ton of touches. He gets passing uh, touches as well. So really, I'm not worried about him. The, the worry with him more is the fact that the Lions might sink. That's more the worry than Jamal to me. But um, as far as Kareem goes, yeah, I said it in the chat last night. But, like, you're really just looking for red zone touches with him, which was always kind of the strategy. He's why he's my flex. He may not play every week for me just because, uh, you know, Chubb does get way more carries and is probably a more efficient runner. But Kareem over the years just gets those touchdowns. He's just crazy at it. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to definitely have to monitor that one. Um, and then as far as Clyde goes, it's really up in the air. I mean, I took Clyde kind of on a win because I kind of believe in him. I kind of believe in like a revenge tour for him. Like he's um, he's looking. <laughs> oh, he's hungry. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he went from a guy that was a first round pick and like after like his first six games, like everyone was like, oh, wow, look what the Chiefs have here. Like, an elite running back to a guy that people didn't even know if he was like going to be the starter this year. So like, I kind of went with the underdog there. I mean, I got good value on him. I think I took about like the fifth or sixth round. Um, 
And, you know, the only thing that worries me, Pacheco looked really good. It wasn't just the fact that he got a lot of touches. He looked really good. So that's kind of just up in the air. Like, I, you know, it. I won't really have a good idea. I won't really know about both him and Hunt until a few more weeks in the season. I kind of have a better grasp on, like, how they're getting touches-wise. But um, I can't worry about that now. All I can do is celebrate this glorious week one win. Chiefs absolutely knocked the doors out of Arizona. You know, they started the season in Arizona. We're all hoping they end the season in Arizona, hoisting up the third franchise, Lombardi. Uh, We move on to the other side of the ball here. We have Telford, who, again, I think Telford's someone who we always look at as a smart fantasy manager, hasn't gotten over the hump. Uh, And I think what we're worried about here is we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of what we've seen from Telford in the past where, you know, he has some guys you're just terrified of. He's got, he's got, he's got cup. He's got the Chubb for net combo, which, you know, I, I admit, I, I, I kind of slept on Fournette a bit um, in the last episode because Fournette showed last night that he really is one of the true nice. workhorses in the NFL. Um, and, you know, like he's got Kittle who didn't even play this week. Um, He's he has a, a, a deadly team, but um, I think we're seeing out of Telford like what's happened to him a lot, which is uh, the rest of his team. You just get you get stinkers everywhere. Um, does anything uh, really stick out to you guys about Telford's performance this week? Yeah, I mean it's that he's got Derek Carr starting and not Kirk Cousins. Um, that's a big one, and also that. I mean, the George Kittle hurts a lot. The Alan Lazard hurts a lot. You would like to see Alan Lazard in the flex because we all know how much Rodgers is about, like, trusting his receivers and whatnot. And then it's like, I don't know. I mean, the like, we talked about best, I would say, best RB to tight end, you know? It's like best RB, RB, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. Like, I don't think that's debatable, but it's just, can Mike Williams be that guy, you know? Um, if there's one word to say about him, it's inconsistent, uh, especially in his first year. Yeah. Like he, I mean, they, they paid him like, you know, they paid, him. they paid him so much money. They paid him so much money for four targets and two receptions. And like, it's not like he's got a Jag throwing to him. Like that's Justin Herbert and a close game. Yeah. That was a very concerning performance by Mike Williams. And, you know, I mean, you look at Keenan Allen's injury. Uh, you know, maybe Mike, Mike Williams is definitely a starter for this Thursday, but, uh, I mean, Keenan Allen, uh, you know, was out for some of this game. And when Keenan Allen was in, when Keenan Allen was out, the chargers were not getting the ball to Mike Williams. Um, I, I am definitely concerned about, uh, Telford's title chances. This, this team just, you know, as explosive as it can be, I think, I think it's got too many holes right now. Um. You know, and as I'm sure Metcalf will tell you, no matter what Telford did this week, he would have lost. But uh, we see a very lackluster performance from Telford to start. I'm the not season. worried if I'm him. Um, personally, I just I would be looking at a different QB situation, like to see if you can get from a 20 week a guy to a potential 25 30. Um, but let's finish it off with Metcalf. How do you feel about his team? Yeah, I mean, obviously I had some smack to talk because I just absolutely <laughs> destroyed him. But, I mean, I think looking at his team, like, I agree with what you said about Fournette. I definitely, like, I was a no-touch Fournette guy. And I kind of forgot about Robert Jones being gone and and uh, about how successful he was in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Like, 
he's going to be good. He was a good pick. And, like, Chubb is obviously – he's going to have better weeks. Like, he didn't get in the end zone at all or anything. So, um, I'm not worried about – I mean, the thing with Telford's team, I just think, is, like, I just don't think this team could win a title. And I say that as someone who has one fantasy playoff win in seven years. But um, <laughs> it just doesn't look like a title team to me. There's not enough, like, guys besides Cup who, are like, could actually just go off. Like, I guess Fournette could have a couple touchdowns in, like, a week or something. But there's just no one on here that really, like, screams like they could go off at some point. Um, I mean, your Kareem Hunt outplayed his Nick Chubb. Yeah, but uh, again, despite having but again 100 I mean, less that's, yards. That's entirely, that's entirely red zone touches, you know. Um, but Yeah, but that's, that's all the difference here. Um, Metcalf, if Telford came to you and said, cup for Justin Jefferson straight up, would you take that? No. Oh, yeah, you don't take that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have taken it last year. I wouldn't have taken it last year because if there's oh, one thing, oh, oh. no, no, not last year. Sorry, sorry. I mean before the, this last week, like before this happened. I mean, um, before Jefferson went off. Because if there's one thing that's always happened to me every time in fantasy, it's that I take the guy who went absolutely nuclear last year and then he disappointed. It's the reason I didn't take Kamara this year because he totally let me down when I like one year I got him. He that was like the one year he did bad. Mm. So like. That if I trade for a cup right now, just know I will mush the hell out of him, and he will have a bad year. So <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Sounds like you're a very emotional fantasy. Mm. Why do you think I have one fantasy playoff win in seven years? It's I don't look <laughs> at the numbers. I I go with my gut here. <laughs> and it's a bad. This boy stuff. drafted Gronk in like the second round. I did, but come on, I mean he was good. Moving on now to uh, uh, an early matchup of the Hogs. You had Noswad going up against the newly named Ooh. Hogs Up <laughs> Trickle Down Economics. Uh, Will Frankie. Um, I think these are two teams that feel like they need to get started hot. Uh, they both had very up and down years last year and um, both ended up finishing right around 500. Um, so I think this was a pretty hotly anticipated matchup. Two of the league's better trash talkers even though Noswad's like usually like has like a one to five ratio of how often his trash talks land <laughs> um and <laughs> and frankie's frankie's little granola for his trash talks to really have a lot of teeth behind them but well, frankie's been um, dating a girl for like eight he, years he's basically a middle-aged man at this point <laughs> i mean that boy is trash yeah uh so uh i mean we look at the matchup we ended up seeing uh, you know, we, we, we all have to say it, uh, Metcalf wasn't on the podcast, so he can attempt to wash his hands a bit, but, uh, Metcalf was standing right next to me at that draft. We all just oh, did not oh, know bad. what Noswad was doing on draft night. We, I mean, even he admitted that he reached up really far on Michael Thomas. I mean, he could have gotten him in the um, stick, but, uh. I, I mean, this was, I, I mean, if I didn't, if uh, I didn't draft Tyler Lockett for Tommy, you just know. He would have had that K-State Ohio State receiver <laughs> core going. Uh, um, and uh, again, his him drafting a fellow Dawson did not pay off with the uh, one reception, five yards. This was a really bad week for tight ends um, in general. But um, you know what did end up happening is his uh, two of his most controversial picks. Um, his RB one being Saquon Barkley and his wide receiver two third round pick being Michael Thomas. They both shined some of the brightest this week. They were both arguably two of the MVPs of this week with Saquon having the best running back performance and Michael Thomas having probably the most surprising uh, high-scoring wide receiver performance. Um, elsewhere, the workhorses around the league, uh, you know, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, 
Dalvin Cook. Um, they were they did not put up big points this week. <laughs> Jonathan Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had a Jonathan Taylor had a great week. He he saved he saved himself. He was he was struggling at first, but no, I mean that's true. Jonathan Taylor is his own. Is we'll, talk, we'll talk about it, Connor. Um, we'll talk about. It. <laughs> we'll touch. We'll touch. Um, and then and then Noswad started uh, Evan Young Sheldon McPherson at kicker who <laughs> had who, who had quite the day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just going back to uh, where where Noswad was right. Um. You know, this still isn't really a team that I'm too nervous about, but I think this is a team that any given week could beat any team. I think uh, Kyler, uh, we saw in that Chiefs game, the Chiefs did almost perfect containing Kyler, um, and Kyler still manages to pull out, like, you know, 20 points, and he barely even ran that game. So, I mean, arguably 20 points is Kyler's floor, um, unless he has just a really horrendous game. If Saquon is – I mean, if you watch that game, Saquon was running – like Saquon once ran. Um, and if, if we have that Saquon uh, mixed with that Stefan Diggs and any what near what Michael Thomas used to be just three years ago, um, yeah, I think this is a team that can beat anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I still don't love it. If I'm being honest, I'm, I'm calling my shot here again. Uh, we, a week, a singular week does not predict that much. I still, do, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to see about the Saquon. Obviously, he did great, but I still am iffy, and I'm calling that right now. Um, call, still calling the Michael Thomas. I'm, I still wouldn't have drafted those two, but, you know, I'm, put, I'm putting pen to paper on this one. But I like I like Rashad. I like Pacheco. Um, Tanyan looks nice, um, but... I don't know. He's got angry toddler Kyler Murray as well, but <sighs> badass toddler. <laughs> I don't know. And I also really don't like Josh Jacobs, so I'm still not sold. Um, obviously, it's gonna it's gonna have to play out. Um, but what do y'all think? I mean, I, I don't, I'm not Metcalf. Not yeah, Metcalf. Do, do you feel that <laughs> Noswad got got his payback for that nickname you gave him all those years ago by? <laughs> Making you look stupid uh, with uh, with good ass teeth. Well, I don't know how he made me look stupid when I still scored fifty more than he did, but um, <laughs> but look, I mean, I I know Noswad. He's he's definitely tuning into this episode, expecting us to give him his flowers for this Michael Thomas pick. And I'm not, I'm not giving him flowers. Like, like, no, it's not like, Yeah, as someone who's like the notor- most notorious hater of this group, I'm just not going to give him his flowers for it. Uh, you can still Michael be, Thomas you can... has, you know, he, there's a chance that my, this is the only game of the year Michael Thomas plays. He might have just done this to remind everyone. <laughs> he might have just done this to remind everyone. <laughs> literally, he might have just done it to remind everyone he's worth like $20 million to get another contract from the Saints and never play again. So, Uh-oh. I don't know. The, the Saquon, though, I mean, like, the Saquon thing is just a guy I was never going to draft because like, his injuries scare me, but, like, We've seen it before when he's at his when he's playing good and he's healthy, like he's a dominant player. He he didn't reach out on him at all. The draft position is correct. It just is someone that scares me injury wise. So, I mean, I don't hate what he's got going on here. Diggs is good, obviously, with that Josh Allen offense. Dawson Knox is just unfortunate. That's just the way it happened. Um, I probably would start Tunyon though going forward, just because there's nobody in Green Bay to catch the football. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, Pacheco, you know, huh? Kyler, Kyler's still with 20 points, even though it was a double XP Warzone weekend. So that's honestly kind of <laughs> impressive for him. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll have more in store on weekends where it's not double XP. Um, you know, we're at halftime right now as we record this podcast. And um, Frankie is currently losing by uh, 31 points to Noswad. So he's got Wilson in play, but... Barring a uh, barring a true let's ride moment from Broncos country, um, it seems like Frankie has taken the L. Um, on his side of the ball, uh, I mean, if you're a Will Frankie, uh, there's there's the biggest concern here is that Stevie Lamb oh. because because we thought Frankie had one of the best one-two wide receiver combos out there with CD and Pittman and Pittman. Proved us all right by showing us just how good he was this week. I, mean, I really do think he's, <laughs> he's, 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 he's he he really is going to be the alpha of this offense. Whoa, I whoa, 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 <laughs> well, alpha yeah, in the I receiving game. I, uh, I kind of thought Matt Ryan was going to be the alpha of this team. Let's talk about <laughs> Matty Ice that way. <laughs> um, but. Unfortunately, uh, C.D. Lamb, um, you know, two receptions, 29 yards, bad game. Normally you say whatever. The Cowboys are without Dak uh, for at least six weeks as far as I remember, maybe up to nine weeks. And there's already talk about the Cowboys just throwing in the towel on the season. Um, now there's also talks of them getting uh, the most handsome man alive, Jimmy G. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean – if, if they don't do that, if they decide they don't want to pay a lot of money to have a quarterback that's slightly worse than Dak Prescott after just getting having no offense with him for three quarters last night, um, then the quarterback is going to be Cooper Rush. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. I know that there's like a bit of a cult following for him, but I just cannot show any respect to Cooper Rush. That boy is trash. <laughs> AF. That boy is like is – like, um, uh, who was that? Who was the Cowboys head coach forever? Was that guy Jason? Yeah. Oh, Garrett. you know Jason Garrett. That's like if Jason Garrett was a quarterback. <laughs> as an as, as I mean, an aside, did, like, you, any, did you guys see Jason Garrett on TV last night with the Sunday Night Crew? He looked great. Uh, Fucking robot, right. that he guy. Jesus, like he like was doing like the like my face is being controlled by someone else. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. A little Broncos country let's ride moment. <laughs> Um, yeah, so really, I mean, we focus here on CeeDee Lamb. Um, Pittman had a great performance, and I really do think Pittman could be uh, one of the best picks of this draft, getting him in the third round. Um, Derrick Henry, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Titans, that was a weird game. He still had 82 yards, just no touchdowns. Yeah. I think Henry has a good chance of being the fantasy MVP. Um, and, you know, Russell Wilson, we're still seeing this unfold, but um, I, I feel very good about Wilson, too. So, in general, I think... What you're worried about here, if you're Frankie, is um, what do I do with C.D. Lamb? I mean, like, you have to decide now. You have to decide, are you going to trade him to a team that believes in his value without Dak? Or are you going to believe in his value without Dak? Because if C.D. Lamb goes out there and has another four-point performance, um, he is going to be valued like a wide receiver that you can keep on your bench. So uh, just something for you to think about, Will, as you listen to this podcast, as you study some city plans in your engineering i'd keep them in i don't i mean i don't uh I mean, like who's he starting who's he starting besides him tyler boyd maybe i don't know i'd i'd roll those dice that boy renfro bet on talent 
you, you know, you, you gotta, I mean, you can look to move them. That's fair. But I, you, I would still, I would still start them personally. Uh, Congratulations to Noswad for the early season victory. Moving on now to the third hog. One, two hogs too many, if you ask me, for this, uh, for this yeah. league. Uh, going against, uh, you know, one of the hottest teams in the nation, the USC Trojans. <laughs> Adam, definitely not one of the hottest teams in the nation this week, though. Um, I think he might have had, if I'm not mistaken, the worst performance. Um, that's just not what you've learned to expect out of. One of the most consistent teams in this league and, uh, you know, uh, a, a one-time champion. Um, on the other side of the ball, though, uh, Cambo uh, has a decent performance. He, he finishes right right at that Mendoza line, almost getting 100 points. Um, definitely pulled down by the Aaron Rodgers performance. Um, T. Higgins is a huge L um, that hopefully he comes back soon. But we can anticipate him not being back next week. Um Whoever Cambo is lined up against should be happy to have that matchup because um, Najee Harris might be out too. Uh, Cambo is a team that, look, I think this is a very good-looking team. I think Brees Hall, other than that fumble yesterday, I think Brees Hall looked good. Um, but this is a beaten-up team. This is still trying to figure out if Aaron Rodgers is that dude. And, um, yeah, I just – I I don't know. I mean, you, just thank God for Kelsey, right? I mean, yeah, I, I think if you look at Cam's team – uh, I really like everything he's got going on here besides T. Higgins. I, I just don't really get that. Um, I guess it's kind of hard to say because he will have some weeks where he goes off. But, like, with the exception of Jamar Chase, I just think that, like, the Bengals are just so crowded. It's, like, hard to find one that's consistently going to be putting up big numbers. But, I mean, the rest of this team is really good. Like, I love Amon Roth St. Brown, but then again, I just love the Lions this year. Um Najee's good. Rodgers will obviously Watch his one back. season of hard knocks. <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, Kelsey, I think, was a great pick this year because, I mean, he's always a great pick. He's always great. Like you talked about on your show with the tight ends, like it's always tough with that kind of value. But, like, as I talk about a lot with, with this Chiefs revenge season, like not only is there the revenge aspect, but without Tyreek, like Travis is clearly going to dominate the targets. Like, and you saw that this week. He it was already, nasty. like. I mean, this was this was the week that you know, and uh, perhaps an early overreaction of this episode here is, you know, Travis Kelsey. We, I mean, he was drafted in our league as the tight end one, and this seemed like, of all years, not the year to do that. As Mark Andrews was coming in at the tight end one in a lot of different drafts, um, so you knew Travis Kelsey just was not worth that type of pick. And yet, week one, um, I'll just I'll just get to this tight end phenomenon we had now um didn't really have any good performances in week one from tight ends the 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 tight end the tight end three was uh Taysom Hill (laughs) the tight end two was OJ Howard no one started those guys the tight end four was Gerald Everett who you know if you're like a smart streamer you might have him starting but definitely not you know definitely some guy that's probably on the waivers in most leagues um you know if you drafted a tight end and you put any value in them uh, Kelsey's the only guy that you are happy with so far. I mean, I'm pretty happy with my boy Hawk. I thought he had a good showing. Um, I'm still, I'm, oh, I mean, he was trash. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably the darkest part of it. I'm not happy with Pitts, but like, oh, you, you know, you're not freaking out. Like, you just, you. You're not freaking out, yeah. but yeah. I mean, yeah. Pitts had two receptions and 20 yards. Yeah, and TJ Hawkinson had like, yeah, what? Four you're receptions looking at, you're looking at target share. 
Yeah, I, I, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. Oh, and routes run. Give me the same story with Cal Pitts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> routes run. I'm happy about Hawkinson, but I wouldn't worry about Pitts. Well, the only reason to worry about Pitts, in my opinion, is if they stay with Mariota instead of uh, Ritter, is that Mariota seems to decide, like, inside the 30-yard line, he's just going to run it every time, which might be good for Mariota if you were to maybe start him, but it's not great for Pitts to not have, like, red zone targets because they're not throwing the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, this, this Cambo team, I think, I think it's a team that, you know, I mean, he clearly has that championship rapport, and um, we believe in them. But right now, just looking beaten up and weak. And, again, Adam here, um, just, you know, pretty abysmal performance on all things considered. Again, Eckler, another one, one of those guys that you drafted to get you at least 15 points each week, and you think – you know, in a game that the Chargers won um, and put up a fine amount of points, 24, um, you would think Austin Eckler would be a big part of that win. Um, you know, he got nine points, but stays out of the end zone. And, um, you know, when that happened, Adam really didn't have much of a shot outside of that. As we are recording, uh, Cortland Sutton could still have a big game. Um, he's doing fine so far. Um, but yeah, as of now, Adam's team is looking pretty flat. If you look at that bench too, you don't see anything that stands out aside from a Steelers defense. Yeah, this bench is terrible. Besides, I do like the stash of Jameson Williams for the end of the year because, you know, like I say, I love the Lions. But oh, uh, I mean, they need. I mean, I like I like Hop. Uh, Spiller is a good handcuff, but Noah Fant wouldn't wouldn't be touching them. I wouldn't care. I mean, just to start off, like I wouldn't carry two defenses, but like. I mean, David well, I guess, has... Yeah. I don't know. I don't love Brandon Cooks. I, honestly, I wouldn't worry about Eckler. Like, he put up 9.2 and didn't get in the end zone. And he's going to have some weeks where he has three touchdowns. So, I really wouldn't worry about that. Um, the big concern, obviously, now is probably quarterback. I mean, who's he going to pick up? If Ooh. I mean, if Telford, if Telford has Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins on his team, yeah, already, those are, who's those are available? Like, I'd trade him, Joe Burrow. I mean... Adam, Adam, bang my line, bro. Bang my line. Okay, the top um, available, the Adam, top available is Justin Fields right now, which actually uh, maybe be the worst. I, I don't love it, but I mean, he's gonna. I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, come on! You gotta take Carson Wentz off the waiver wire. Yeah, I probably go. Honestly, I probably would go Carson Wentz. I feel like we we, we will be getting to that you know, <laughs> later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, well, just a little. As of now, we can it. move on. As of now, we can move on to, um, you know, one of the least talked about matchups um, in the chat, but definitely um, a brief spurt of passion from Tampa uh, <laughs> after he checked his score and realized that he had lost. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I mean, you know, part of that was he was he was, you know, he was off at the off at the base this weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, he is also kind of just generally a little unplugged. But um, as of now. Um, not the best start to the season from Will, but I don't think it's anything that we didn't uh, expect here. Um, but on the other side, we see a, uh, a tremendous showing from, um, just, I don't know what to say about this team, uh, a long dormant team <laughs> that has just continuously baffled commentators <laughs> as they try to understand this league and understand why Declan, who cares so much about fantasy <laughs> football, and has that original title um, has been bad for so long. Oh, it's so um, bad. Declan puts up a 
puts up a very respectable performance uh, this week. And, um, you know, uh, with, uh, with Tom Brady and Aaron Jones, both, uh, honestly, Tom Brady, Aaron Jones, and DJ Moore all underperforming beyond um, what I think they'll, they'll normally be at. You got to love what you're seeing out of Declan with the uh, Devontae Adams pick is looking great. Um, you know, Miles Sanders at RB2 gets his first touchdown in two years, which is just crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit carried by Ryan Suckup's performance. Oh, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is another team that we definitely looked at at the start of the season and we just, we didn't see much. Um, and, you know, hopefully this isn't their ceiling. Um, but as of now, I mean, I, I think this is, I think this is a team that can string together a few wins. Yeah, uh, I mean, I look at his team. I mean, Miles Sanders is such a big question mark, like, if that will continue. Like, if because he got, like, some serious touches down by the goal line, with, which with, like, the weapons they have and Hurts' running ability isn't something I expected. But if he keeps getting goal line touches, great steal at where he got him. Tom didn't even play well, so they could be better. Uh, as far as DJ Moore, though, goes, as someone who's had him a couple of times, I have given up on his fantasy value. Um, I don't. I haven't given up on his talent as a real player. Like I think he's a really, really good wide receiver. There's just something about Matt Rule and the trash quarterbacks he's had that it just has not worked for him. Like consistent production, um, and for some reason he doesn't get the amount of targets he should. It's just always been that way. But um, overall, I mean, I think this is. An okay team. I, I also had Aaron Jones last year, which I don't love how much AJ Dillon gets in in the red zone again. I, I think there's a theme. There's a theme with me here, which is that I I really value the red zone because of touchdowns. That like if you're not used in the red zone, or if you're someone who's not used that much but is a lot in the red zone, like that just a lot of your value to me comes from that. Um, but I don't know if you feel differently. The the just Jack before you chime in. Also, I want to just add the the Dobbins will be back. Um, you know he he could really take over a good spot in That's that a Ravens roster. A, a Dobbins slash Deontay Johnson slash Miles Sanders flexes. That's not that's not bad. And don't forget about don't forget about that Daryl Henderson pick. That that sneaky Daryl Henderson pick who uh just clowned on Cam Akers. Yeah, this, this yeah, his last, team is looking uh, nice. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. They're coming together. He was right, and They're he was ranked eleven too. Huh? Yeah, I guess the reason we ranked him so low was uh, probably the RB two slash wide receiver two slash three. I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm always, I've been low on DJ Moore, um, and I've been low on J.K. Dobbins. I, I mean, I just don't trust a running back a year after an ACL tear unless you're Adrian Peterson. I don't know. How do you guys? How do you guys feel? I just think the Ravens just always are so crowded. Like they haven't. When was the last time they really had like a bell cow? Like they're always splitting carries between guys. So it's because Lamar is just you know he he's it's it's he's the running game. Um, on Tamki's side, uh, Will, if you won't listen to me in person, maybe you'll listen to me on this podcast. Look at your bench. Look at the two last guys on your bench. Oh my god! <laughs> every, bench spot, every every bench spot is valuable. These guys are not going to put up Ugh. any points each week, and just because of Amir Abdullah's alumni status and Eric Azukanma's funny name, it does not warrant a, a roster spot for these boys. If you're a 
if you're a, half, a halfway decent fantasy team, every bench spot is agonizing, wondering who you're going to drop to get that valuable pickup. You have two basically empty spots on your bench right now. So I want to see you... I want to see you make some big plays on the on the fab, which we will be getting to in a bit. Obviously, we'll touch on touch on it soon. But like I'm looking at the waiver wire, it is shit right now. Especially after week one. Normally, there's like a couple like, oh my god, gotta get those guys. But oh, it is bad. Like it is, it is just not looking good. Looking at his bench, though, curious your take on this because you guys are better than I am at fantasy. What do you think about James Robinson? Like he went Whoa. off this week. Ooh, I mean, but like, is he someone you would consistently start, knowing like Etienne's there, and that also the Jags do kind of suck? Like, whoa. yes, yes, sir. Who has him? Tampa I, Tampa does on the I bench. Mean, yeah, that's what I'm looking. Well, at. I mean, I might try and trade for him. Yeah, no. It well, actually, I was about to say if I'm Will, I would actually try to trade James Robinson as soon as possible bang my, because I think bang my line, Tampa. You need I, depth. James Robinson coming off the ACL injury team players historically just having down year after ACL injuries. Um, and just in general, like we know how much this Jags roster wants to feature Etienne. Um, James Robinson really had a pretty touchdown heavy uh, performance when you factor in his score. Um, again, I would probably be trotting out James Robinson Definitely over Will's current flex option of Kadarius <laughs> Tony, who literally had one opportunity with the Giants uh, yesterday and did a good job. He, he They handed it off to him, and he ran for 23 yards as a wide receiver. Um, and after that, he got no targets and saw very little of the field. And we all knew that when Will drafted Kadarius Tony. Um, he's just not one of those guys you really want he's so in fantasy. Fast, he is he's he very can athletic. He bust a big one at any moment. True. <laughs> uh, you gotta wonder what Will's gonna do about his, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle's looking nice, but Keenan Allen, we don't expect to see him next week. Chris Godwin, um, you know, that those are two great wide receivers that probably won't be seen in the field next week. Um, you gotta wonder how Will uses his his waiver chops, which we really haven't seen, and maybe he's just been holding back from us. Will, if you're listening, um, you should go double tight end. You should fry him with at the flex. That's what I would do. I mean, right now, that probably is Will's one of his better options. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we can move on unless you guys have any last comments here. Uh, yeah, I'm, you I'm know, good. my only last comment is, is uh, D-Shay, uh, just because I know you're listening to this part because it's about you. Uh, your boys is trash. So that's all I have. I mean, historically, D-Shay's boys is trash. Uh, there's no way around that. And, uh, you know, moving on to... Our penultimate matchup here, we got um, Jack versus Joe, which going into tonight was basically decided. Um, at this point, though, it is a foregone conclusion. Um, Joe's Brandon McManus having a fine game, but he needed to really shine and shut out DK Metcalf. And it doesn't seem like that's happening. It seems like that's just going to be a wash. So Jack will come out of this week victorious. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, um, we had a really hard fought game here. I think, uh, Joe would have beaten a lot of teams this week. Um, I think Jack would have beat, uh, most teams this week. I think both these teams definitely played up to what we could expect of them. Um, yeah, I think, I think both teams should 
Look at this week pretty salty. We'll, we'll start with the winner, though, Jack. Uh, how did you feel about your performance? Oh, no, I feel great. Uh, ship performance from Burrow. Uh, I mean, I know he got 18, but uh, cost my team 10. That was horrible. 10, I mean, if I can break 100 with the QB getting minus 10, I'm, I'm chilling off of that. Uh, I would have done great if Kyle Pitts uh, caught those targets, but I don't know. I mean, I – I could see DK getting a touchdown here. Um, well, definitely... he's not going to get a touchdown here. I'll spoil that for you. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, I love the Mike Evans. I love AJ Dillon. I mean, John Taylor, he's my guy. Um, I guess what I really want to talk about is AJ Dillon. Um, led Ooh. both – he led – he didn't lead in rushing, but he led in touches, I believe, and receptions. And he also got the go- and he got, he got goal line work and didn't come out when Aaron Rodgers came out at the end of the game. So he also got some garbage time. I feel great about Quadzilla, y'all. I think that's a good fifth round pick. Might have been a little early, but I um I think there's I think he's I think he's got the upside every week for his ADP. What about how do yeah. y'all feel? For actually for for some reason in one of my leagues, Mike Evans is known as Godzilla. So you have Quadzilla and, <laughs> and you have DK Metcalf. Who is also a lot of, and Kyle and Kyle Pitts and yeah. uh, Joe Shiesty. <laughs> I mean, I think your AJ Dillon play is pretty similar to what I have going on with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, big because you're just like mm. you're just looking for touchdowns, and I mean, like yeah, like you said, he did get more touches, and he gets more other touches than than Hunt does sometimes. Although Hunt seems to get more passes, but well, you're kind, I of, think kind of a similar spot, which I I don't hate. What I'm what I'm hype about is kind of like uh, addition by subtraction. You know, there Aaron Rodgers is consistently always has been a guy who does not trust rookies. You know, it took Devontae Adams a little bit. Like Christian Watson dropped that open like walk in touchdown. He didn't get a target till the fourth. He didn't get a target until the fourth. That's just how crazy Aaron Rodgers Ooh, is. Like if you're not brutal. You could have the skill, you could have the talent, but if you don't trust him, or if you don't trust, if he doesn't trust you, you're SOL. So I think in that respect, AJ Dillon is a slam pick every week, um, especially if he gets some touchdowns. I do want to call you out though, Jack. Uh, you, you took a lot of hype train picks here, and some of them did fine, but uh, some of these hype trains didn't get off to a very good. If start. I'm not starting, them, namely, I want to talk about we'll your talk Damian Pierce pick. You 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 told you 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 told everyone was uh, the leadoff um, in Houston. Did he not start? Did he not start? Let's and let's start they, there. Um, and think- they gave it. <laughs> let's let's focus on the carries. I'm pretty sure they gave um, they gave Mr. Winkler eighty percent of the carries that game. Um, and for those who aren't aware, Rex Burkhead is their starting. That's how it goes with rookies, though. Like they. I, I'm not – I think talent's going to win out. I think he got game scripted out. Whatever that game script might be, I don't know. I didn't watch the game. But um, <laughs> the ever-explosive the ever explosive George Pickens getting one reception for three yards in his NFL debut. Trey Lance, who played in a monsoon, um, but I think most importantly, his NFL debut, you could not ask for a better – team to play against in your NFL not your sorry his his debut in his first time opening the season for the Niners 
You couldn't have asked for a better matchup there. The Bears are probably offense-wise. The Bears are probably the worst. I disagree with. I mean, uh, I would say no, I would no, say no, the no, worst I, offense. I would with but that, I think I think Trey Lance. Who who can complete a pass in that? Like it's just it's just not going to happen. I think he. I liked I liked what I saw. What I'm looking for for Trey Lance is rushing attempts. Did he get above 60 yards? Yes or no on the ground. I already know that. He did. He, I think he did. Uh, I don't think he did. No, wait, let me, Man, I, think he, I, got, I didn't watch yeah. any of that game. That was a no, yeah, game I, to watch. Okay, well, close enough. He, he might have. He might have. That's what I'm nope, looking for. I mean, short, it's rushing short. upside. It's, I, think he's, I think he's got a lot of potential. I'm probably going to start him next week. Like, that's just, that, that's just what's going to happen. Um, I don't know. On on Joe's side of the ball, again, Joe will emerge 0-1, but honestly, a very solid performance. Jalen Hurts, we all really love that pick. And uh, again, I really think Jalen Hurts finishes as a top five. Fantasy QB will be getting to that A.J. Brown connection in a second, but I mean, you got, he had no passing touchdowns and he had 24.7 points. Like, that is Jalen Hurts for you. And uh, that Joe putting all his marbles on Zeke Elliott <laughs> as one for like the fifth year in a row. Um, fool me five times. I think eventually the shame has to be on the famous he looked Golden good State he looked good Patriots today. Alabama Crimson Tide he fan. Looked good. Oh, and clearly Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, yeah, looked, I don't even know that Zeke, Zeke was, was the hurt. problem. The Cowboys were just terrible. He wasn't. He wasn't. Just the Cowboys. Look, I got I got Zeke as a flex in another league. Uh, yeah. I think that's got to show he can't be your RB one. What I did like about Zeke was I think it was kind of clear that he was, and obviously things can change as the season goes on, but it was kind of clear. He I will say he, he only he only got two more snaps. Touches different story, but he did only get two more snaps. Yeah, but like again, touches is what you care about. Like I can't tell you how many times I've watched. I mean, the best part about Zeke is that he will get goal line touches. Like you, you play Pollard for a breakaway. And they're gonna run the ball so much now, regardless of if they go get Garoppolo, which might be honestly a good move anyway. Regardless of if they get Garoppolo at rush, they're gonna have to run the ball, which. Defenses will know, so I'll try and stop it. But still, he's gonna—they're gonna get a lot of touches, um, so I don't hate it. But also, I mean, Joe has to be feeling good about yeah. that core, though, of Gibson, Chase, and Hill. I mean, Gibson was falling so hard, and clearly, the development with Brian Robinson has created a situation in which Gibson no touchdowns and yet sixteen point five points. I mean, that is that is true RB one numbers right there to be able to put up a stat line like that with with no touchdowns jamar chase i mean if you watch that game he looked like the best player on the field um tyree kill with a very solid debut um yeah i mean i i joe's joe's team is looking very dangerous this could be all this could also be joe's year yeah one thing i would like to point out just because i like to call y'all on <sighs> shit is uh, what you guys kept Especially Connor was really praising Joe's tight end Ooh, decision yeah. during the draft. Uh, yeah. He's sick he didn't get a point. Out I didn't there, like so. it. <laughs> Not really I sure. Was, I was, I was praising Joe's decision to wait on tight end. Um, I don't love the tight end he picked, but uh, well, he did better than my tight end did. Um, at least he had one reception for one yard. 
Dude. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be, wait, we'll, I guess we, we we'll, got to get to your game then. I don't know. What yeah. I, I mean, we, I think, I think that's a nice little, little segue to, yeah. to my game. And, and, and boys, we saved this for the last one because this game was the real true question mark going into tonight. I needed 10 points from Jerry Judy. And uh, I got to tell you one quarter in, it was not looking good. Metcalf told me at the beginning, uh, right before we started recording, he was so ready to chirp me. He was so ready to needed Jerry Judy to put up ten tonight. And uh, if you've ever uh, tried to bank on a wide receiver two on a team, getting ten points, um, that is not a given at all. And he had zero receptions. And I pulled up back to the house to do the podcast. Notification on my phone: Jerry Judy touchdown. I was like, all right, uh, definitely his first catch. Let's see if it was a big one. 67-yard touchdown. Not even that much of a bomb. It was like a 20-yard pass, and a guy tried to tackle him, and he just broke the tackle, and he just outran the guy. It was honestly a great catch and run. And in that one play, in a 67-yard reception touchdown, I survived um, what I'd regard as a pretty mediocre no, yeah, week I think for, it for my standards. Yeah, if, if you had lost to this team, which you had actually drafted, oh god, I don't think so I would have funny. ever stopped oh. the memes. It would have been week eight, and I would have still been giving you oh. a hard time about it. Um, I will say though, <laughs> I I'm a little in, underwhelmed with your team, with the exception of AJ uh, Brown, who obviously was great. Um, I mean, Mixon's going to be great, but like Kamara, kind of like what I was saying, I don't really trust him anymore. Um, Judy's kind of make or break, and then Cole Komet, who you said, uh, yeah. a lot of and obviously getting zero. <laughs> I, I did, I did. Or I remember uh, that from the uh, from the last episode. Um, Elijah getting hurt, and you know what? Tough, but you know, you are such a good player that I'm sure by the end of the year you're gonna have made some crazy trade, and you'll end up with like the best team probably, um, which will just kill me inside. You know what? Uh, hopefully Cordell Patterson can do anything like he did this week. Hopefully Julio Jones can become a solid a solid flex play every now and then. I mean, if I mean he kind of was a big play option last night. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I mean I am much more worried about Elijah Mitchell than I am about Cole Komet because I I am willing I will you guys can um uh you guys can. Bank on this. I am starting Cole Komet next week. Uh, oh, um, no. A I, comrade I, lock? I, I, that is a comrade lock. Uh, I strongly wow. believe I will be taking his unders. Actually, you know what? If Cole Komet is playing in another monsoon or <laughs> another really poor weather, I might look elsewhere. But um, I just really – it's hard to take any stock from that game um, other than the fact that, again, the 49ers, who are some people's Sneaky Super Bowl pick uh, lost to um, what you guys clearly don't consider, but what I consider to be the most lackluster team in the NFL this year. Um, Because, uh, you know, and, you know, just getting beyond those performances, um, I think the Kamara performance did concern me a bit because Kamara is not old, but he's also not like um, he's also probably not in his prime. I think he could be, you know, but like we're not that's not a thing that we're sure about like we are about. Uh, Joe Mixon. Um, I think Joe Mixon, uh, you know, he had a performance, like I say, that uh, a true RB1 can get where you get no touchdowns, you still get 18 points. I mean, that is absurd. Um, Kamara, though, you know, he had a rib issue. Um, The game script just 
should have honestly been fine, but it wasn't. They ended up pulling up that win. He should be getting a lot of catches. He should be getting a lot of runs. And it just it just wasn't a great game. I saw a lot of uh, Mark Ingram in that game. And um, yeah, I'm I'm a little little concerned about that. But it would take me a, it would take a lot for Kamara to get out of my starting lineup. But uh, yeah, main concern's got to be Elijah Mitchell here. He is definitely gonna take up that IR spot because he is a very great player and he's definitely worth uh, <clears throat> he's definitely worth hanging on that IR position um but in the meantime you know my flex goes from I think what fantasy's pros said was one of the better flexes in the league to being uh kind of a a, a decision I got to make every week oh you go Cordero dude I mean I'll, I'll start Cordero next week but uh you know let's see uh how much of a flash of in the pan that first performance was hammer that down he looked awesome he he looked Really, really good. He's good. I also don't hate Julio. I mean, he, they kept saying Julio looks good it. again, and he actually did look pretty good last night, and Tom didn't even play very well, so that could be a, a good thing going forward. I think kind of like what you said about Kamara, though, like he's not crazy old. Like I think he's kind of like Zeke. He's not old. He's just washed. Like He's just like not the player he was even two years ago, three years ago, like which is weird because, like, you know, like I said, he's not getting crazy old. He just isn't the same guy. I don't know why, but if you guys were in my position and Joe offered me Jalen Hurts and Antonio Gibson for Justin Herbert, would you take that? Because I would. Wait, repeat that. Repeat that. For just- Jalen Hurts and Antonio Gibson for Justin Herbert and a flyer. No. Why would he no. offer you that? I would. Yeah. Why would? Oh, so why you. Would he- so you. You wouldn't take that, even though you're wondering why he'd offer me that. Well, no, I would take that. Did he thing. offer Why that? You, would get, I would want. I would one up that trade. That would be a one up trade would, for me. He would just. He would just be getting a quarterback that's arguably not as good as his quarterback. He's trading you, plus you're getting a great running back. I don't get that trade at all. Well, I think the point I'm making here is uh, Justin Herbert, uh, and you know, I I definitely drafted him about where he's going. He's being treated as a surefire. You know, just you know, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL as far as fantasy goes. Um, I do think that I I do think that Allen and Mahomes week to week, you probably want over him, but I do think Herbert's up there. Whereas Jalen hurts is just disrespected a lot. I think that Jalen hurts is people are too attached to the reality of Jalen hurts than the fantasy of Jalen hurts, which is just amazing for fantasy. And then Antonio Gibson, you know, Jack was talking about how hard he was fading Antonio Gibson. And now you boys are singing his praises. Yeah, well, I, I just I, I think you're sounding like one of these first take guys saying like Justin Herbert's the best quarterback in the league. Like I don't I don't think he's <laughs> I think he's like fifth, maybe fourth, maybe maybe fourth in fantasy. But I think there's still a big gap between him, Allen, and Mahomes. Like that's fair. Okay, that's fair. I I. Definitely most preseason rankings have Herbert over Mahomes. I don't personally have that, but um, anyway, we can move on from that. Looking at Tommy's side, the other from my other team, um, which by the way, guys, I do not take ownership of this team. I, 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 <laughs> I am proud of the team I drafted, but how, however Tommy ends, that's going to be up to Tommy. Um, you know, I, I think the Dalvin Debo stack was deadly and thankfully um, they both had down games. Debo saving his performance with a rush touchdown. Dalvin just being Dalvin Cook, just not getting in the end zone. 
Um, and then I was also saved by the Allen Robinson stinker, which, you know, I don't think anyone could have predicted. Um, oh yeah. He was a, he was a, he was a hype beat or he was a hype player this year. And then Tommy playing Amari Cooper at flex over some of these other options he had. I definitely would have played, uh, Michael Carter or Ramondre who also had a pretty bad performance over Amari. But, um, yeah, best of luck to Tommy with this team I drafted. I, I, I do think that, uh, you know, Allen looked like. Josh Allen out there. I, I think that he's a, he's going to be a stalwart of uh, Tommy's team. I actually traded Tommy, um, Josh Allen, last year. If um, if memory serves correctly, I'm pretty sure I traded Tommy, Josh Allen. And uh, uh, yeah, he, he lost a lot of games after that trade. So I don't know how important it is to get a high-scoring QB. But uh, yeah, I mean, what you guys look at Tommy's team and, you know, this is the team that Jack and I just just last podcast, we're calling the best team. And, uh, you know, Tommy makes maybe one bad start decision. But otherwise, you know, he plays the team he drafted and he doesn't even get 100 points. Well, what do you make of that? <laughs> yes, played the team he drafted. I don't know. I, I mean, I like – I liked a lot of his players. I mean, I really want a Debo this year. It didn't happen. I really want a Ramondre this year. It didn't happen. I like – I don't know. It's like, I'd like Travis Etienne. I might be looking to trade for him, but he's kind of hard to get a hold of these days. Not Travis Etienne, um, Tommy. And then I think I think Dalton Schultz is the one player who gets an upgrade with Dak Prescott's injury. Metcalf, what were your thoughts on our uh, our Tommy ranking last podcast? Well, I I don't know. I didn't think it was the best team, but I got where you were coming from. It's definitely really solid. Um, I mean, Dalvin didn't even, like, go crazy last week because they did so much passing. So, like, 12.3, like, and that really was honestly mediocre for him. So, I like the upside there. Etienne, like, should have had a touchdown, so he should have had even more. Like, I think he will probably be better, but I don't know. I didn't watch a ton of that game, if I'm being honest. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, he's Josh Allen. What else can you say besides the fact that he's not as good as Mahomes, of course, because we're Chiefs fans. Um, Debo, again, another guy that didn't really even play like Debo. Um, and again, yeah. like Tommy's score isn't crazy impressive or anything, but like he still threw this together with a stinker from Robinson and, and not great from his guys who have a lot more of the tank. Um, I don't know about Allen Robinson. I mean, I had a big question mark on him anyway. Not saying I knew that he was going to have that bad of a game, but, like, I just – you never know what the receiver who's coming into a team like that is really good and has, like, a cup-type player. And So, I don't know. But, who knows, maybe Matthew Stafford will actually throw him the ball next week when he figures out that he can't just throw it the cup. We'll find out. Um, Amari yeah, I Cooper, I mean – I didn't like any Browns receivers this year just because I didn't like Jacoby Brissett. Not that he's a terrible quarterback. He's just not going to light it up. So, I don't know. Plus, Amari is like, has been sort of a fraud for like the last three or four years. He's just not the guy he once was. So, I don't know. I don't – I just don't – I don't think he has a ton of receiver depth, but I do like – I mean, the Allen, Cook, Etienne, Debo is a really, really good top four. So, he definitely has potential. I mean, we'll see. You said it on the podcast last week, like the biggest thing hindering him from winning a title with this team is that he may not make any moves. And if he ends up with Allen Robinson as his WR2 at the end of the year, he definitely is not winning no championships. So 
We will see on that. Metcalf, thank you so much for offering your expertise and your time to the podcast. Uh, to the other league members, um, we are always looking for guests. Um, I think we had a great time here with Metcalf, and we still got a little bit more of the show for you. But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to join us for uh, uh, an analysis of the matchups like Metcalf did today, um, yeah, come hop on the show. I kind of uh, like uh, so the format, not just because it was me of uh... – Picking like sort of the fantasy darling of the week as your guest, I think that's a good strategy. Uh, well, then I'm gonna have to keep picking myself. Well, I mean, you two will yeah. be on every week, but I mean, like, obviously, if it's you two, but like, you know, if someone goes crazy, if, if you know, Joe Russell has a, a crazy week, like, I like the strategy of bringing them on. Um, what yeah. if what if Noswad puts up like thirty points and he needs to like protect her? Uh, and that too. I mean, if you wanted to bring up a stinker, I could I could get behind that. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I want to mention as well, as far as, um, general interaction, um, we will be having a segment in future episodes, a trade block segment. Um, you can submit your, uh, your, who you're putting on the trade block to Jack and I, and we will broadcast who's on the trade block. Please do not submit trash ass boys because, um, we, we, that's not what the segment's for. We will feature the most, uh, significant ones that are sent to us. So text Jack or I, let us know who you're interested in trading, what you want them for. Um, and yeah, but other than that, we, we really wanted to talk about uh, the waiver wire. And that's part of the reason that we're recording this episode on Monday night and hopefully get into you um, sometime on Tuesday. Because this year, um, I think it's arguably the... Uh, of the many reforms that were passed, I think it's the reform that a lot of us are the most excited for. It seemed like it passed almost unanimously. Um, and I know that even if it sounded good at the time, you might've forgotten what it was, or you just don't understand how it works. Um, so want to you guys uh, listen up for this part um, and we explain how fab is going to work. So it's called fab or free free agent acquisition budget. Um, I personally love it. It is what a lot of more competitive leagues are doing. Um, so essentially what you have is $100 um, in your budget for the entire year. And if you really, really like a player, you can bet on them with however much you want of that fab. Or you can um, bet zero, and then you would just have lowest priority. So if you did run out of money, um, you're still able to pick up someone off the waiver wire. So for example, um, Conrad? Yeah, so everyone's starting this week with $100. Um, that's your budget for the year. Very important to keep in mind. Um, Campbell shared a horror story of someone who thought that each week you get $100. So don't be putting $60 down on Carson Wentz. Um, I would say, I would say generally you got to think season long here. You got to think about when do you really need to pick someone up? It's usually when you have a star on your team gets injured and his, uh, his handcuff is on the waiver wire, or maybe you have a situation where there's, I don't know, uh, Odell Beckham gets signed to the chiefs, or you have a situation where 
someone blew up last week and everyone thought it was just a flash in the pan. And then the next week he blows up again. So everyone wants them. So in the past, it would just be, all right, well, whoever is the worst in the yeah, league gets the first pick and uh, you go from there. But here, um, everyone would place an auction bet. So let's use Carson Wentz as an example, because as Jack talked about, it was a pretty weak, uh, pretty weak time on the waiver wire. Um, we'll talk about a few top options in a second here. But um, you got Carson Wentz, who had a 27-point game. If you're Adam, maybe you're looking ahead and you're saying, hey, Wentz is about to go against the Lions. That's a very favorable matchup. Um, I think that's someone that I could really win me this week. As funny as that sounds of Carson Wentz and the commies winning you um, of the week. So if I'm Adam, I probably want to put uh, some pretty significant cash on him. Again, it's Carson Wentz, so probably not someone you're going to hold on to all year. Um, maybe even a spot start. But um, yeah, if I'm Adam, you probably put here maybe five or four dollars here on Carson Wentz. Um, and if I'm another team where I'm not too happy about my quarterback situation, um, I believe Will Tamke has Aaron Rodgers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no. Um, elsewhere, Frankie has Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, you know, he has Tua, but... Maybe he's trying to ride the good start spot start, but he's not as desperate because he knows that Aaron Rodgers probably is going to level out and become a surefire start eventually, but maybe he wants to see it first. Um, so he wants to get Carson Wentz. Well, Frank uh, Cambo is going to put down a fab uh, valuation, his own risk assessment. How much money am I willing to spend? Because every time you put down that fab, you have to assume that you're going to get that guy mm -hmm. and you're going to lose that money. So, you know, like you really shouldn't be putting a ton of money on a ton of different guys in one week just to hedge your bets because yes, maybe you don't get some of them, but odds are you get, you get quite a few of them and you're not cashing it. So back to the example though, if Campbell puts down $3 for Aaron Rodgers for God damn it, restart back to the example though, if Campbell puts down, $3 for Carson Wentz. Uh, the fab processes and it sees that Adam put down four, Campbell put down three, and Adam gets uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, Campbell loses no money for his bid, just like a regular auction. Uh, he just, however, it is a blind auction, so you can't really raise the stakes like a normal auction. Um, it's more like just placing a blind bid and seeing who bid the highest. Um, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's really something where mm -hmm. um, you really have to just just think about what it is that you uh, that that you're gonna get out of this player. Um, and yeah, I mean, after the waivers clear, um, everyone's free. Everyone's a zero dollar pickup. Um, so at that point, you can just kind of do what you normally do with waivers, where a guy gets injured on Thursday, and you're like, I don't like getting my bench options. I'll just pick up this tight end. That doesn't change. Um, but this will. And it'll be a fun way to do the waiver wire. It'll be a fun way to contextualize. But really, really important for everyone to understand that there is going to be many, many it weeks. It doesn't reset. It doesn't. There's many, many weeks in the waiver <laughs> wire. We're not resetting the money. You get $100. That's all you get. Uh, again, and once you run out, you can still do it. But you just you won't have priority on any waiver wire acquisitions anymore. Um, you'll just have to put in your bid for someone. 
and just 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 see it happen. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say is just in case you're confused, um, if you do the classic thing on the waiver wire where, say, I'm Cambo and I want to drop uh, Tua, and um, there are three guys in the waivers that I want, um, I can put in uh, different bets for all of those guys and have the uh, conditional drop of Tua for each one of those guys. And whichever was my bet with the highest priority is going to be the one that drops Tua. And then those Mm -hmm. other two bets are automatically defunct because, again, you put the condition on Tua dropping and that would now be impossible. Um, So, again, I I know Wafer Wire has always confused some people in this league. Uh, <laughs> so, who? who could it be so you know i i hope this i hope this helps with people that were confused about the fab i i don't know if this is going to help some people um but but please like you know i know it's a new system and i know it's kind of a big deal so just just keep asking questions um if you're curious and uh jack let's let's take a look at that waiver wire who who are people going to put their money on this week you know my I don't want to, like, blow up your spot here, Conrad, but I guess I kind of have to. I mean, it's Jeff Wilson all day. Um, Automatic starting running back is what it looks like-ish. I mean, Jordan Mason could step up in that role, and then that's another story. But I don't know. We all know Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, He he runs it. He loves running it. He does not do a running back by committee. He – uses running backs because they get injured all the time um i think that's my number one i mean who do you think i mean his name is jeff <laughs> name jeff jeff will season <laughs> look like it's 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 hard to it's hard to get past the you know obvious pickup of that um i definitely think that he'll go for the most money this week but, you mm-hmm. know, whoever's going to get Jeff Wilson is going to have to pay um, some considerable fab for him. And yeah. I, I, I won the Jeff Wilson lottery last year, and it was just a headache to have on my bench and one time on my roster. What do you do with him? What's he going to do this week? Well, every week he's projected to get 12 points because he's technically the starter. But to go against what Jack just said, I mean, the 49ers are just so unpredictable. Every game they just do something different. And – you, you're setting yourself up for an expensive headache with Jeff Wilson. That That's the wording I'll give. And, yeah, he might have a great next week against Seattle, which doesn't have a great run defense. Um, and he's definitely has cleared the way from Elijah Mitchell. So he's definitely going to be a guy that you want for a while. But um, I don't know if I'm going to be targeting Jeff Wilson. I, I to, to go on my example, um, uh, I, think, I think Carson Wentz is a great spot start, but um, as hard oh, yeah. as, as hard as this is for me to say, because I also have interest in him, um, I think the best move, the best value you'll probably get this week is Gerald Everett. Um, you know, Gerald yeah. Gerald Everett is, um, you know, like we said, this is a week that I know a lot of people are probably going to be uh, pivoting for a new tight end. They want to be just trying something out. Um, if you can stomach starting someone against the Chiefs, um, I think Gerald Everett would be another strong start this next week. Um, this last week, he got a touchdown. Um, he's, again, he's a big red zone target, one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. We expect to see a shootout, Chiefs versus Chargers. Um, yeah, I think that Gerald Everett's a guy that you get this week. 
he might he might put up a lot of points for you this weekend. You probably want to hang on to him for a while. Um, so that's that's my pickup of the week. And uh, yeah, to to kind of end things, uh, I think uh, I think Jack and I want to do. Uh, we'll, we'll always end the show with a new fun segment, and and, and for this week, <laughs> we'll always do something fun for you guys. And and for for this week, I think what we're gonna do is each of our biggest overreaction after week one. So Jack, uh, you have your biggest overreaction. And if you don't, are we doing? If you don't reaction after this week, um, yeah. Bi- sorry, like oh, in reaction, biggest overreaction in all of fantasy football. You can say something about a specific player or a team in our league or something like that. Like, and something that gotcha, gotcha. It has to be something that you kind of know is an overreaction to. And if you want some time to think about it, you can take a couple of minutes. You know, well, I don't want to do something about my team, so I'm gonna say. Mm. So, is Gito Smith the real deal? He he is looking mm. good tonight. Mm. Uh, pick him up in all leagues. Never fade any of them. Let's get, get them rolling. And on the flip side of the coin, Russell Wilson, you are awful. You look terrible. Uh, you're weird. Don't like you. Okay. What about you, Conrad? Uh, so uh, I guess I first want to say um, that – I absolutely would have told everyone here um, ahead of my pick'em league, but that's really all I'll get for that. Um, this Seahawks game was going to be way closer than everyone thought it was going to be. This is, I was probably just imagine how long the Seahawks have been planning <laughs> for this game. It's at home. It's a primetime game. It's you know the Seahawks aren't going to be good this year, but they were going to be good this week against the quarterback that they know better than anyone else. Um, you know, as we speak now, they're ahead of the Broncos by one point. I do think the Broncos can pull this one out, um, but I do think that the Seahawks are going to overperform the line. Um, but to my overreaction, um, I got to say it. I think that the uh, uh, with with no offense to Metcalf, um, <laughs> I think I think the Dirty Boys are back. I think Nosquan and Deshay are back. I think I think both of them. I think after after we after we publicly humiliated them on the first episode, I think they got a chip on their shoulders, and I think that those boys are back. You know, um, I know that the league. <laughs> I know DJ might rattle off thirteen L's in a row after me saying this, <laughs> but uh, I liked what I saw from DJ this week, and Noswad just seemed like a top team again. Um, again, I I I thought Noswad already proved us wrong. Um, I know you and Metcalf didn't want to go that far, but I think those boys are back. I think those boys are both going to be playoff teams this year. The league is better when those two are good. That's true. Um, especially like, like I'm all fine with Tommy and just getting last every year. Like I'm content with that. All right. Because <laughs> you know, it's just, it, it's just a taco, but like, you gotta feel bad for Declan and Dawson at a certain point. Like they love, they, they love the game. I mean, you're, you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing guys out there suffering for their. They're participants. They're participants. Yeah, I mean, I got, I got a kid. I mean, I don't feel too bad like, about boys that can cry into their two championship ring. Well, Dawson wants two, <laughs> Dishes one, um, and Jack, you shouldn't either with with your your ringless fingers. Hey, I'm going. It's my year, bro. <laughs> Jack's the '90s uh, Buffalo Bills. If I may chime back in. Oh, oh Metcalf's here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, for this audio thing, so I'm here. 
Clothing of the night. Uh, oh, we'll, what a great. We'll close on that one. Uh, if Jack is the 90s Bills, we can expect one more championship L from him this year. I guess the question is who will beat him? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we will probably be putting these out on Wednesdays going forward, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely figure it out. We, we had a great time having Metcalf on the show. Um, we hope to have a great treat for you next week. Uh, we hope to keep bringing smiles to your work day and just keep uh, keeping the faith on this league. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright.